Hey, it's Cole. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. I'm here with Adam. Hey, everybody. And one of the best ways that you can bring your creative dreams to life is getting paid, you know. So today we're going to talk about getting paid. Yeah, you know, I've heard it said, more money, more problems. And I got to say, now that I've lived some life, got to disagree. <laughs> I mean, it could depend on how you got the money. That's I guess. true. Uh, it could depend on whether or not you pay taxes on the money. I mean, there's a lot of things where that would be true, I guess. But in general, I think probably more money is probably helpful if you're a reasonable human being. Yeah, more money, less problems, usually. Yes, often. So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about pricing because as a professional artist... There's a big conversation to be had about this. You know, there's not just like a standard rate for a lot of this stuff. It's a lot of negotiation. There's a lot of times where you're going to charge different clients a different price. True. And so at the end of the day, it's always going to be a little bit flexible and you're going to have to make that decision of what your rates are going to be, what you'll take and what you hope to charge one day. Yeah. It's interesting because like, let's say you're a photographer it's mostly your time that you're charging for. I mean, eventually pretty quickly your gears paid off and there's ongoing purchasing of new things, of course. But like, I think one of the challenges is if you're a plumber, you're at a place for a certain number of hours. So you put the hourly rate on it. And then the rest of the expense is like the pipe that you buy Mm -hmm. and the other things that are necessary to be purchased to do plumbing work which I'm not sure what those are other than pipes. Well, you know, there's also (laughs) toilets sometimes. We'll go with that. So, yeah, I think that's one of the challenges is like, okay, well, if for my services or I painted this picture and really the there's like $14 in materials here, how much do I charge for this thing? So how do we quantify our time in a way that's reasonable and makes sense and is fair? Well, I think that does come to this bigger question, which is how much money do you need to make to live on this earth? And that's going to be like a sliding scale depending on where you live and your cost of living, all sorts of things. It's also going to have to do with how much you can get by on because there are people who are very frugal. There are people who basically spend every dollar they ever make. But regardless of that, But let me stop you there and say, can you base your prices based on what it costs you to live? Because that is not valuing the thing for what it's worth. It's saying, this is what I'm going to charge because I want to eat at Olive Garden and not McDonald's. Well, I think for your... (laughs) Do you like those two references? (laughs) Yes. But for your baseline, I think you do kind of have to do that math of like, all right, if I'm going to do this full-time for the next however many years it's going to be what do i actually need to be making and then really you have to map out how many projects you could take on in a year and you have to divide that by however long that's going to be so if you think that you could do 40 murals a year yeah and you want to make you know sixty thousand dollars a year you need to divide that 60 by that 40 and if you can't get there you need to figure out the ratio that's going to make that work. So if you need to charge more per mural to actually make an amount that you can live off of, then that's the baseline. Like bare minimum, you need to do this to stay afloat. Yeah. So that needs to be like your immediate goal. All right, can I book enough work at this price 
to where my bills are covered. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you do need to be getting rewarded for making this art. You can't be a full-time artist for a couple of years while you scrape by on your savings and then get to the end and go, well, next year doesn't look any better than this year. So back to my day job. So let's start there. Let's say we start by understanding how much it costs for us to live. And, and how much like we life adjustment we would want to make. Um, so now that we have that and we get to the point where we can start try charging X, Y, and Z for services rendered um, or paintings sold, then there's this thing where it's like, okay, well, the, I charged 750 to the last person. When do I get to charge 800? That's the biggest question. Right, and that's why I'm um, that's asking That's the hardest it. thing. Yeah. You know, for a long time when I was producing records full-time, I would just bump it up 50 bucks, 50 bucks, and just kind of keep doing that until somebody said, I don't know. Yeah. But there is this realization that I think we're all going to have to have. If you're getting a lot of leads, if you're getting asked to work on a lot of art, there are going to be times where you do give a price and someone says, ah, that's a little too much for me. And you don't do the work. Yeah. And that's it. And you just go, okay, they didn't want to pay my rate. So I'm not going to do that project. Mm -hmm. That happening does not mean that you freak out and you drop your rate back to where it True. was before. Yeah. If it starts happening every single time you give a quote, yeah, then maybe it's time to reevaluate. But don't let the shock of the first time someone says no scare you into lowering your price again. Because yeah. think about an artist that you like. There is a number that they would say no to to make art. That's normal. That doesn't mean that they're not worth their real price. Sure. Just because someone else didn't want to pay it. Yeah. So letting your, I don't want to say cheapest, but letting your cheapest client dictate your rate is not good long term. Yeah. And I think that there's also uh, the process of, over time, as you develop your body of work and you make more connections and you become known as the person who does this thing, um, then you start getting connected to people who expect to pay different things. So if you go to your neighbor who knows you as their neighbor and isn't really into the art form that you produce, then they're going to be like, okay, yeah, it's nice. I'll pay you $50 for that thing. But if you start doing a lot of things we talk about here, where you're kind of building your reputation as the artist that you want to be and beginning to sell your art by going out and doing what it, what it takes to sell it um, and creating content around that and essentially building the brand of who you are as an artist, then people start to see you as that. And people who are ex are expect to pay a higher dollar amount for your art are beginning to understand you for who it is that you at least want to be as perceived as an artist. Yeah. And those people who maybe just need something like your neighbor might need to do an engagement shoot. They might want to pay 300 bucks and then there might be a brand that wants to shoot, you know, this whole catalog and they're going to pay you $6,000 to come do it. Yeah. And there are going to be times where those are in the same week. Yeah. And that is the weirdest thing with that identity kind of crisis that you can have because at the studio I had $1,500 days and then I had a hundred dollar days mm -hmm. and sometimes they were back to back. Yeah. So you really do have to kind of get used to doing 
a whole bunch of different work. And I think one thing that, especially when it comes to pricing that people can do, this is like an actionable step is to have options for different budget levels. Sure. So if somebody came to me and they wanted, let's say uh, a mural, right? I could, there could be a world where I'm a great artist and I make amazing murals. And if their budget's $800, I will design the mural Mm -hmm. and I'll say, here's the design. Yeah. If they have, $5,000, I'll design it and I'll go paint it and whatever it is. And if they want to find someone else to put it on the wall, that's just a painter and they're not a designer too, you know, you can have these flexible options for different budgets. And the challenge is, you know, uh, Joe small business owner probably thinks he's going to get the meeting, the design, the supplies and the labor for you to paint the mural on the wall for the $500. Right. And so those are the challenging moments. And it's just the process of, you know, maybe in your first 10 murals, those are the first 10 murals you're going to paint is the $500 that are all in and you kind of break even on it. But that's kind of part of the process of uh, becoming known as a mural artist. Like rarely does a mural artist paint their first mural and they get 10 grand on it. Right. So it's just the process, I think, of over time feeling things out. And one of the things that's been helpful for me is I think one, I I never really quantified the, some of the things that we talked about quantifying when it comes to making money, generating enough money to live, how much do things actually cost? How much does my life cost? I didn't really take time to do that. But now that we have a company that makes things for people, it's way easier for me to understand, okay, we're going to have to pay that vendor that much because that's how much they charge to put that stage and that that scaffolding up. And we're going to have to pay that vendor this much because that's how much they charge for the sound. And this is what we typically allot from a budget standpoint for these 32 artists and so now, look, it's, it's actually been way easier for me to create budgets that are designed to pay other people. And even now, the thing I struggle with most in creating a budget is, okay, now I'm getting to the line where I pay our company. What dollar amount is supposed to be on that? And agencies like ours, it's typical for them to make about 30% on a job. And I look at the number and I'm just like, Okay, like that's what 30% would be. And it's just understanding, and and even that 30%, that's not 30% profit. That's paying for office space and that's paying for salaries and that's paying for, uh, you know, the pencils that we have in the break room. Is that where we put pencils? Yeah. Yeah, break rooms. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting process to kind of put that stuff down on paper, but I think the exercise is helpful. Yeah, and I'll say one last thing about the time period where your rates are kind of at their lowest right at the beginning. Be aware of what you're signing up for when you take on some of these projects. So I'll just give like a real life example. The very first band that I ever recorded, um, and this is going to be the first dollar amount we actually say out loud in this whole episode about how to set your pricing, which I love because it's obviously so different depending on what you do. But the very first band I ever talked about working with, I was like, I don't know what to charge, but I've never recorded someone for money. We'll do uh, $60 a song. Wow. Right? Okay. What a, what a bargain. You know, we're learning all that stuff. And then this other friend, we all knew each other. This other friend goes, oh, I'm trying to learn production too. I'll do it for 30. Oh. Undercuts me, wow. right? Oh, my gosh. And that's not a lot of money. 
No, obviously. it's not. Uh, I bet you were glad that they went with the $30 guy. Well, yeah. So what ended up happening is that project took, I mean, they did a whole album. Wow. So we're talking about like 300 bucks to record oh, this whole album. No. And they were working on it for like, obviously not every day, all day, but yeah. like several months. weeks up to months. Yeah. So I realized in that moment, like, oh, if you're doing a favor for someone or you're giving someone a discount or you're just new and you really don't know what to charge, do not sign yourself up to do massive projects on this cheap rate. And then four months into the project, you're like rolling your eyes. I can't believe I'm still working on this thing. And they gave me $200 six months ago. Yeah. Do not do that. Do not make that mistake because you will end up super burnt out and just regretting taking those kind of projects. So if you're going to do something for a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, 500 bucks as a favor, try to make it something that you realistically can knock out in a couple days. Yep. Because you do not want to be resenting finishing this months long epic. And, and I will say that most of the time it is the story that somebody works really, really hard for a lot of years doing a lot of work to doing a lot of work to make the money they need to make in order to live their life. And then eventually the payoff is in the end. And I think that's true for anything like, you know, saving for retirement is little bit, little by little saving up for a big payoff later on. And I think the same is true when it comes to our creativity. It's like we're in the process of building a reputation and a skill set and a craft and a business that um, attracts clients who can pay more than what we're used to charging. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be those $500 murals and there's going to be the $10,000 murals. And once you get, you know, from the $500, it's not like there's steps every single step of the way where there's a guy now he's going to pay you 700 and then a thousand yeah. and then 2000. It usually does kind of ramp up and then you just make that big leap to like the big leagues, I guess you could say. Yeah. And that's when the money really starts to make sense. Well, thanks for hanging out as always. Um, we hope that you are charging the right amount and uh, having a good time doing it. And if you're not sure, just bump it up a little bit because you deserve <laughs> it. See ya.